He's going for the corner. He's got it. Morning space. Burst of speed. He's still going. An answering prayer. The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. Let's go roll the boats. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Our football team was like the kid that plays second French horn in the school band. We've got to play better. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Lobs it in the air. Oh, what a catch. Go Tigers. The ball's up in the air. Caught. Touchdown. Incredible. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the CFP 100, where we recap all the top college football action from across the country. We are going into week eight. We just got done with week seven. It's crazy how we're already halfway through the college football season or majority of the way through the college football season. Um, CFP rankings are coming out in probably two weeks, so we're going to have lots to talk about here. Very interesting week as well. Um, Hudson will not be joining us today. He's on family vacation, but Anthony Fertini is here. What's happening, dude? Gentlemen, meaning Wes, how you do, dude? Dude, dude, good, dude, dude. That's good, dude. What up? No, what's going on? Nothing really. Staying busy like usual. You know, got a lot of sports going on here with this uh, college football. Hockey is back. It's going good. What about you? Hockey is back, man. Yeah, how about that? I'm like the league guy at uh, NHL now. I I mean, the Kraken, I like the Kraken white uniforms. They look awesome. It fits perfect with Seattle. Like, it's it's perfect. It's kind of gloomy type of weather, you know. Perfect. The way they play is like, eh. It's like slow pace. They're like flyers, basically. Although Brent Tan have had like a great goal. Mm -hmm. They're playing the flyers right now. All right. Yeah, Flyers up three zero. I'm I did the um highlights for the first Flyers game. They're a bit shaky. Like new team still yeah. coming together. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's not that good. <laughs> but it is well, what it is. They're playing like Oregon right now, which we'll discuss in a little bit. But um you know what? Let's just get right into it. Um, the biggest story from the college football weekend. I mean, not really much. It seemed like this was like the type of weekend where you go and take your honey or go do some errands or you take your honey to go do some apple picking or whatever you want. But uh, the big story of the weekend was number two, Iowa going down to Purdue, which Purdue seems to find themselves playing very well against the number twos. You know very well from them playing against Ohio State the past few years, but they have beaten nine number twos um, in the AP poll era. And the last one on the road was against Notre Dame in 1974. They just love beating number two teams. And Iowa was getting all this momentum after beating Penn State, them storming the field after a huge win like that, thinking, oh, man, they're going to cakewalk right through this uh, Big Ten schedule. And then they fall to Purdue. So your thoughts on that with the Hawkeyes? I'm almost pretty sure that um... – Purdue has beat more ranked teams than any other team. So, again, the Boilermakers, I do not doubt them. Impressive win over um, over Iowa. Very impressive. And, uh, I mean, it showed. Simply put, it showed. You were believers with them against Notre Dame. Didn't beat Notre Dame, but they go out and beat I was. Iowa. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't, and, and yet it was at home. I was in a crazy stadium, and yet they beat them twenty-four to seven. They beat them by, um, 
like three. I mean, touchdowns. they kicked their ass. Yeah, was even close. Three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, and um, Petras threw four interceptions that game, and Purdue just had a field day with them. So yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely on the uh, Purdue bandwagon for a little bit. What's crazy about this too is that it opens the door for Wisconsin to win the West in uh, the Big Ten division. When you look mm-hmm. at those divisions and everything, because Iowa still has to play Wisconsin at Wisconsin. And even though Wisconsin has been bad, they only have one conference loss against Penn State. So, like, they control their own destiny if they end up beating everybody else. Right. Which I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. And I was kind of blown away with how much success Purdue was going to have. I didn't think Purdue. I thought Purdue was going to give them a little struggles. When I saw the spread, it was like 11 and a half. I was like, that's a bit too much. I think it's a one possession game. But I didn't think Purdue was just going to control the entire game. I mean, I definitely did not see them beating Iowa. Like I said, Notre Dame, I could see it. Because if I'm going to take, if it's going to be Notre Dame versus Iowa, I'm going to take Iowa. I really am. I don't care if they lost to Purdue. I'm going to take them over Notre Dame because Notre Dame is not that good. But yeah, really impressive that they, uh, they wound up beating them. Yeah, and it, it fits this, my theory, too, of, like, major letdown spots, and I should be kicking myself for not seeing this, but at, after a big win like Penn State, it's the cl- classic letdown spot the next week after, kind of overlooking Purdue, thinking they're going to stroll right through, and boom, they uh, suffered an upset loss. So what do you think this affects uh, going forward for, like, the college football playoff in the circumstances? They're done, right? Uh, I definitely wouldn't say that I was done because – the NCAA is a mess right now with Bama handing one loss, Ohio State handing one loss, um, Oregon handing a loss. You know, a lot of teams have one loss, so it really is – it's still pretty much up in the air, you know, for the most part. Um, I just – I mean, we could talk a little bit about the rankings right now. I, I really don't – you know, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Um, but – Let's kind of that, table that discussion a little bit later, but um, yeah, I I just don't know if Iowa's going to be able. Like, I still think they'll make it to the Big Ten championship. I don't think they'll be able to beat anyone from the East. Like, you it, whether whether it's Michigan, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Penn State, whether it's Michigan State, I don't see them beating one of those teams. Who Iowa? Yeah, because the offense is just bad. Well, yeah, four interceptions, dude. You cannot throw four interceptions. No. And the fact that you can't move the ball in a Purdue defense, that's kind of like iffy, too. It's nah, I, don't, I don't like it. Like yeah. we said last week, if Sean Clifford was healthy, Penn State wins that game. Pretty much. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Let's kind of go through, because it was like a brisk week. Uh, Cut out, Wes. Smoke. Cut out. So... I'm getting a new microphone cord too uh, next week, so everything's going going well. Um, all right, so let's kind of go through this week like a little briefly. So like, let's do some winners and losers of this week. I'll start off with um with Hudson's because he texted us what he wanted to say. First of all, he said uh, sometimes seeing about Iowa, sometimes seeing single digit uh, ranking next to your team brings pressure to you when you're. Uh, weren't ready for bad offense finally caught up and uh, Purdue is weirdly good at upsetting top two teams. Yeah, they are. It's, it's what Purdue does. It seems like every single two years, they'll just catch you when you're sleeping. Uh, he said, State. Yeah. 
he says his winners uh, is Oklahoma's offense. Looks pretty legit with Caleb Williams. I saw a gl- some of that game against TCU. Caleb Williams does look really good when he's like settled in and stuff, but I don't know how much juice Oklahoma is going to have moving forward. I don't like Oklahoma. And I don't, I don't mean either. like I don't like them as, <laughs> yeah, meaning like I'm not saying like I don't like them as a team. I'm just saying that they're not a good football club. They're just no. not 7 and 0 or not, dude. They skated by every single game and, and for the most part, and then they wanted up beating um, TCU. This is the one that team. seems like the most convincing win out of all of them. But dude, yet still that defense like can't even make tackles. It's awful. Right. It's awful. Like that's not a top ranked team. Dude, you're ranked wow. number four. You're gonna put them in the top four and their defense can't make tackles. Come on. Right. And I, like if you look at the last three games on their schedule, it's pretty tough because they got to go to at Baylor, then they got to play Iowa State, then they got to go at Oklahoma State. Watch out for Baylor. A, yeah, speaking of Baylor, that was his other winner. Baylor at home has uh, has been very, very good. Beat a good BYU team could be a dark horse for the Big Twelve Conference Championship game, and I totally agree with him. That Baylor team is really good. Their Mike linebacker rushed for a touchdown and caught a touchdown on the goal line, so like mm-hmm. they they automatically win my vote as like, all right, I love this team. <laughs> so yeah, I, linebackers I, loves. Come on. I like Baylor too. I'm definitely I'm definitely a fan over the years too, especially just they play good ball. They play tough, good ball. They they play their defense is really solid. Like I'm on the glimpse of them like possibly promoting them up to a great defense. I mean, they shut they gave up some big plays to BYU, but BYU is explosive enough. But they were really good at limiting BYU to not even getting into the red zone at times. And their offense was moving pretty good too. So Mm-hmm. I, I really like them when they play Oklahoma in a few weeks. But uh, you know what? Yeah, they could be a dark horse. They're sitting at five and one. Maybe fly up the rankings a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I think Baylor's always a hard team to play. So his his loser is Iowa, which of course he said his other loser was Texas, having a double digit loss again in back to back weeks. Not very good, and he's right. I mean. Playing Oklahoma State, we we were all wondering why Oklahoma State. Are they legit? Are they really a true 5-0 team? And they were down to Texas, and then all of a sudden, poof, that lead is gone after halftime. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Texas is frauds. <laughs> I'm not impressed by Texas ever, really. No. Ever since the Colt McCoy year, they can never get it done. Just like years ago. All right, so what are your winners and losers of uh, week seven? I mean, my winners, you can go. Obviously, I'm going to go with um, uh, my upset pick there with um, Auburn. Yeah. That I obviously like that against a 17-ranked Arkansas, and it was really a no-brainer. This is a 38-23 score at home in Arkansas, and, um, you know, that's a comfortable lead. The other upset loser is Florida. I mean, you lost to LSU, a team that literally announced that they're losing their head coach. Uh, so that's that's pretty wild. And then um, the winner is Purdue because, come on, man, Iowa is ranked number two. They're a proven team. And then you got the Boilermakers Boil coming in and just want them handing them their first loss. Mm-hmm. 
So a couple of things like Arkansas, it just seems like they're very comfortable when Bo Nix is um, like just playing backyard football. And they've been and, doing that. And Bo Nix didn't play lights out. You know, he wasn't that impressive in that game, but they wound up, they found a way to win. That's all you got to do. Like, honestly, like, I don't think he'll translate to the pros at all, but for col- the college ranks, he's doing a pretty solid job bringing that Auburn squad back up from the dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it goes moving forward, but and yeah, about Florida. Like, yeah, they fi- Florida finally pulled the plug on Emory. I think we're done seeing Emory, and we're going to see that Richardson kid for the rest of the year. Um, you just can't lose to LSU in your Florida like that with all that talent. Now for the LSU side with that Orgeron leaving, now we're kind of seeing like probably a battle between USC and LSU for like the top head coaching candidate because like those are some big premier jobs open up. Maybe you could snag one. Well, funny story today at work. Uh, this lady came in with her husband. She had Rutgers pants on. So I'm like, oh, you're a Rutgers fan. Talk about a big loser. So we start, to, yeah. So we start talking about football. Like, yeah, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. She goes, "Oh, my husband here used to coach at LSU." I was like, "Your husband used to coach at LSU? Like what? Like track? No, football." <laughs> I was wow. like, "Uh, really?" And dude, this guy, he like, you can tell a coach when you see one. You know what I mean? Like, they just have that kind of demeanor. Like, you know, you know, square head. Like they square got that head. look in their eyes. They got that look where it's like. They're just like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, especially for football, like you could just tell, you know what I mean? Eyebrows and, are a little bit down compared to everyone else's because they're pissed all the time. Yeah. Pissed and like a little bit more serious and things like that. A little bit fat on the, like the cheeks. So like, yeah, a little bit like, eat. yeah, a little bit beefy in the stomach, but like solid starting and, to lose uh, some hair. <laughs> got hat on forward hat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, yeah, yeah. I used to coach LSU and I'm like, football like really what are you doing here i was like oh i had a change of this change of that but i was like that is insane like you were a part i don't know what year this was but that's a big time school like top 10 no matter like they're not ranked right now but would you consider lsu as a top 10 college football team over the years like a job like if you're if you're like head coach, yeah like for if you're talking about jobs like, just everything like coach coaching for sure. Or just the overall organization. I mean, if you're asking me over the years of college football, I put Ohio state, Alabama, Georgia, we can even throw Texas in there. LSU. Like there's a few schools that are like Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oregon. Like there's a few schools just like really, truly known for football, whether they have a bad season or not. Like LSU, I consider one. Oh no, it's just a really cool thing. Yeah, you could throw in like the top 10 like college football jobs and you could be like, all right, well, Alabama is in there. Then you got Ohio State in there. Uh Georgia, LSU, Texas, um Oklahoma, Oklahoma Penn State. Is questionable. Yeah. Auburn, Florida, possibly. I mean possibly. Florida, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So like it's it's going to be a battle between them two. So who, who knows? So um, we'll, we'll see and find out with that. Uh, but yeah, Florida just like, ugh, get them out. I'm done. I'm done with them. Um, so my winner of the week is uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just smoking Virginia Tech by 21 points. They are now the favorite to win the ACC, which is 
kind of crazy because they had like the eighth or ninth best odds at the beginning of the season because everyone thought Clem- Clemson was like a slam dunk. Clemson was minus 800 to win. Now Pittsburgh, who started out the year at plus um, like 6,500 to win the conference. Now they're favored at plus 125. I like so, Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Sam Pickett's. Uh, the quarterback, Pickett? Yeah. Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Is it Kenny Pickett or Sam? Pick- oh, I'm Kenny thinking Pickett. Sam Pickett's from someone else. But yeah, you, Kenny Pickett, you know, who's been know, there for like seven Jersey. years. You know he's from New Jersey, right? Yeah. What he's part? literally from New Jersey. Oh, of course it says here. I feel like yeah, he's been there crazy? for years. What, in Pittsburgh? Yeah. One, yeah. two, three, four, five. He's a fifth-year senior. Fifth-year so, guy, yeah. Started out in 2017. I mean, like, Pitt is just... Uh, I don't I want mean, to say dude, it look, too soon. If you're gonna if you're gonna redshirt somebody, right? Don't you want to do that to like a quarterback, somebody who's gonna run the offense has a lot of right. Yeah, absolutely. Team, right. Like now he's in fifth year. Now he has a great opportunity to, um, you know, uh, build that team up even more because you've been there long enough, dude. And that's the problem with some of these teams is like guys are constantly come and go. So. It's hard. Like you, you got to have them for a full four years at least, and they got to be in the system for a while. Like it's, there's a lot to learn, and some people take longer to learn, you know, a coach's style and a team's style than it does for others. So being in a, the on a team for a while is very important. Yeah, here's the odds for the ACC championship winner. So Pittsburgh's at plus one ten, Clemson's at plus three hundred, NC State as plus five hundred. Wake Forest, who's undefeated right now, who seems like the top team out of the ACC, is at plus seven hundred, and Virginia is at plus 20, like twenty five to one. So there's there's that drop off there, but it's like it's crazy to me that we're sitting here in week seven and we're not even talking about Clemson being a top team right now in the ACC. The trash. It, it's They're it's absolutely uh, trash. It's Syracuse, crazy. And they, yeah, field goal. West. Literally, dude. Syracuse is as good as. Uh, Kansas and UConn. You want my honest opinion, dude? I think Syracuse is awful. There's they're three and four, but dude, I think they're just not good at all, like at all. And uh, for Clemson to barely beat them by three points, it's embarrassing, dude. Like LSU, like you just LSU just beat Florida. Okay, we'll give it to you. That's a great win. And Clemson barely, dude. Like I rather. I'd rather beat Florida and like lose to LSU by a touchdown than mm. than beat Clemson to beat Syracuse by three. If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. Um, so my other winner of this week is definitely um like NC State too, like pulling away with that um conference. And then, you know, the the uh what am I going here? Oh, I know where I'm going. So I'm just going to go right into my losers I because I, I have a lot of them this week for some weird reason. I don't really have much winners. I mean, it was just a light week when it came to like underdogs and stuff like that. So um, my my loser, Tennessee, dude, like, holy shit, that freaking game. <laughs> I knew that was going to bother you. Oh, first of all, you know, Lane Kiffin coming back. Big storyline there. Coming back to Knoxville after uh, having his loan season in 2009 and abruptly leaving for the USC job, which I kind of don't blame him. I mean, USC compared to Tennessee, but Tennessee took it really hard. But uh, at the beginning of the game, it was like a fourth and one. 
Matt Corral takes a snap, and then he thinks the whistle's blown, but everyone else is going crazy, and then the guy takes the ball away from him and runs the other way back for a touchdown. The refs took it away, says it was like, oh, stop a forward progress, but it that was such a BS call. And then throughout the game, it was like a fourth and 27. Matt Corral, by the way, Heisman favorite. That's, that's the other one I was thinking of. Matt Corral, he is amazing. By far the best player in college football right now. But back to the whole Tennessee thing. Um, fourth and 27, they come up like a yard short, like literally like right on the line, but it was like a terrible spot. It was like two yards back and Tennessee was not having that. So they, the fans start throwing trash on the field, took like 20 minutes. I mean, someone threw a mustard bottle. Someone hit Lane Kevin with a golf ball. Crazy. So it took like 20 minutes for this to all get figured out. Then Tennessee has all three timeouts. They stop Ole Miss. They use all three. So they got a minute left. Then um, Hendon uh, Hooker runs, gets a first down, and then someone lands on his freaking hip. By the way, there was like 27 players injured this game. It was stupidly ridiculous. How many oh times? I think Ole Miss had like 15 timeouts, honestly, because like their players were like just dropping like flies. So um, anyway, he gets hurt. So the freaking transfer from Michigan, Joe Milton comes in. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. So then he throws a ball, goes right through the receiver's hands. So he's got one more play. What does he do? He scrambles out of the pocket and runs out of bounds with zeros on the clock. And the game's because over. He's, he's trash. Like, that's what the why, hell? That's why literally recruiting and, and, and like, hockey, um, hockey, football <laughs> intelligence is absolutely critical to winning games. Because, like, let's just take – I'm going to take Anthony Jacecki. Uh, That's his name, right? On the Dolphins, tight end. Uh, Mike Jacecki. Mike. There you go. Mike Jacecki. I was, I know this is NFL, and that's the reason why he's in the NFL. Penn State guy, but catches the ball. It's like fourth and one. And right away, the first thing he knows to do is like reach that ball over to get the first down. Like he was going towards the sideline, but he took the ball, reached it over. You know, those mm-hmm. things are so much more important. It's awareness. That's why, like, it, it's really important that the athletes that you're getting are really intelligent, that they do decent in school, um, that they really put the, the thought in it. Because sports are really not completely second nature all the time. Like, there is a thought process behind what you're planning on do on what you're doing and what down it is and being aware of what down and how many yards to go and, and the time, the clock. It's literally – it's a strategy. And if yeah. you got guys like that running out of bounds with zero zero uh zero zero on the clock, zero zero zero. I mean, what are we doing, dude? Like something's gotta change here. I will say it's it was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen. It was the same crew that botched the Mississippi Memphis game that is like, oh my gosh, like it was so bad. It was really bad. The the freaking touchdown at the beginning of the game was the difference in the game. Like, if, if they rule that a Tennessee touchdown, Tennessee wins the ball game here. It's well, maybe crazy. I don't know. I don't know if they win because Matt Corral was really awesome. But still, it's like that's a huge, like, swing of momentum to start off the game like that. Sometimes, dude, it is just the way she goes, right? That's really no, all I hate it is. that. I hate Tennessee with my, all my guts now. Like, I can't stand them anymore. But they're like Joe Milton running out of bounds with zeros on the clock. Like, what the hell are you doing? That's really <sighs> stupid. Uh, I won't. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just joking. But yeah, yeah that, that's just like 
okay, look, if you're going to play Division One, you cannot freak out like that. Like, you got you to gotta be smart. And you can't play to, college football in general, no matter what, D3, yeah. NAIA, like. But you got to, like, that's got to be a coaching thing, too, because these players are obviously preoccupied with something else, executing the play. So, like, they should get reminders of, like, look, this is what you're doing. Like, clear expectations from the coaching staff on being, like, look, this is the play we're running. This is what you're doing, right? Like, make it clear. And if it wasn't clear, then I can understand why there's a little bit of a of an issue there. But at the same time, dude, like, come on. Like, right. You're in college. You're in college now. So my second loser is uh, Liberty. Liberty uh, was up like 14-0. Then UL Monroe came on a 28-point comeback. Then Liberty scored. And then all of a sudden, UL Monroe gets the um, field goal to win the game. Liberty was favored. Liberty was favored by 32 and a half. And they ended up losing that game. Pretty wild. That's massive. Massive swing. So that's going to do it for my winners and losers of week seven. I mean, Georgia just like being Georgia, just kicking the living shit out of uh, Kentucky. Kentucky really had no shot, but um, they covered though. Great teams covered Uh, Michigan state barely skating by against Indiana. Uh, we already talked about Oklahoma State like coming back against Texas. That's a bit scary. Um, no downspot for Texas A&M. They played pretty well. UConn got their first one against Yale. So congrats to the UConn for not being the shitty team anymore. Well, they still are, but you know they they still won. Um, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna wrap up. Uh, BYU uh, upset by Baylor. Uh, we touched on Miami, North Carolina had a weird handshake afterwards with Mac Brown and uh, uh, Manny Ramirez at the center. I mean, like Manny Ramirez did not want any part of what Mac Brown was trying to uh, say to him after the game, which was like, you're bitter. You're about to lose your job, I guess. But um, no hightail on out. South Carolina had an electric win against Vanderbilt. Uh, Alabama bounced back really well against Mississippi State. And uh, yeah, just. Typical college football weekend. So go. My, my, what were you gonna my, say? My thing is like going to the national championship. Like I don't want to talk about it too soon, but I just want to make note because we're talking already about, um, you know, teams we're getting and, there. And their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, we are getting there. But who beats? Nobody beats Georgia. Georgia. It's gonna be Georgia and maybe Alabama in the in the uh, national championship game. And well, put, I don't even know if Alabama is going to even get in right now. If, if, but Georgia will, and Georgia is going to win simply because there is no team that can match up to that defense. I mean, that's just the simple truth. Like, if Georgia scores one touchdown and they hold the other team again to under three, like three points, that's a win for them. So we can mm-hmm. even look at it and be like, oh, well, they just lost, they just won by a few points, but. Yeah, they won. Like the defense is so good that you don't even need to produce so much on offense. Like these teams, like Ohio State, like they're putting up sixty points a game because they feel the need that they have to do that because their defense is so awful. Well, I was about to say maybe, but maybe like the team that can like have the best shot against Georgia is Ohio State with that offense. I mean, CJ. CJ Stroud is actually playing very good. Granted, it's the opponents he's playing against. Um, but like that's still a confidence boost for the stretch that they're about to go on. 
because like they're about to face everybody. They are they're about to face Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. They're getting ready for that gauntlet, and like they're turning it on at the right time. So like when you're looking at all the other offenses in the top ten, I think Ohio State has the best chance to even score on Georgia because that offense, yeah, yeah. So it, like they could be so bad on defense too, but like they have a good enough defense to where they can hold Georgia out of the end zone a couple times. You know what I yeah. mean? Of course, yeah. It'd be, it would be an interesting matchup if it was between the, those two, just stim- simply because of most powerful offense and most powerful defense. Now let's kind of get in. Let's do a little talking about like the um, college football playoff. So. Uh, right now for the AP top 25 heading into week eight, Georgia's one. Uh, since he is number two, Oklahoma's three, Alabama's four, Ohio State's five, Michigan six, Penn State's seven, Oklahoma State is eight, Michigan State is nine, uh, Oregon is 10, Iowa fell to 11. And then, like, I'm just going to round out the top 15 because I don't think these teams matter. Uh, Ole Miss 12, Notre Dame 13. Coastal Carolina 14 and Kentucky 15. So let's kind of do our own like little exercise of like picking the top four teams, like to project them to get in. Like Cincy, it seems like they're sitting pretty at number two right now, but they're going to need a lot to happen in order to hold off some of these other teams. Where do you kind of see this college football, um, like the top four teams? Where do you kind of see in it heading? Because I don't think Bama is going to get in because they're going to have to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. So that's going to open the door for a lot. I mean, since he has such an easy schedule ahead, they really do. I mean, the only team really that can put up a fight for their next, for their, uh, for the rest of the season, seriously, is like SMU and Tulane. And although Tulane yeah. sucks, but they literally put up 35 against Oklahoma, so I don't even want to hear anything about that because that's factual. Um, Georgia, I put as number one, just so elite. And then every other team from there is like really difficult to rank, like really, really difficult to rank. It is so different this year than it's been from previous years. Because, right, which is going to make it very interesting now. Because at the end of the day, dude, if you have a loss, you have a loss. There's no way, there's no other way to put that. Like you were handed a loss. Um, I mean, I still do believe in Alabama. So I'd put Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati. Uh, This is bad because Ohio State's defense is so bad, but their offense is so dominant. So to win games, I'd put them at four. Um, Put I think they probably. still win the Big Ten, dude. Like I, I really yeah. do. I put I would put Iowa at five, uh, at five or six, whichever, whatever I'm at now. And then, like honestly, I wouldn't even put Oklahoma in the top in the top ten because yeah, they're winning games. Like as, uh, Hudson would say that they're they're you know no matter what, as long as they're winning games, that's all that matters, and it's true. But if you're going to try to win a game against a big team, that's not going to. Ha- I don't think that's going to help happen with Oklahoma. Yeah, I I can't even if Oklahoma drops a game, whether it's in the big Big Twelve championship game or not, they should move way down. They they could still get in though, is my opinion. Like, yeah, because like they're just winning these games, and like even though we think they're not good, like people are just gonna be like, well, it's Oklahoma, they're undefeated, they're winning the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is one of those very competitive conferences to where I think the winner of the Big Ten is gonna get in as well. 
to where now if you're Cincy, you're going to need Oklahoma to drop like a game or two. You're going to need Alabama to lose in the SEC championship game to Georgia. Because like I don't think they'll put Alabama in the playoff if Bama has two losses. I don't think that's going to be possible. There's no way. There's no way. Like they simply cannot. They just it just literally is just simply not fair. Yeah. And dude, look, they got some teams to play still. Bama has to play Tennessee. Tennessee has nothing to lose. LSU is coming off a win against Florida, so that's a big confidence booster. Then they got um, Arkansas, which is eh, and then they got the Iron Bowl against Auburn, which is always a fight, man. It was always mm-hmm. a fight between those two. Then teams. they got to so, play Georgia. Well, after at the end of the season, but yeah. that is a huge game. Then uh, November twenty seventh. So if Auburn winds up winning that game, that's that's literally the last game of the season. If they want to winning, that's gonna be a huge change to the to the rankings and playoff. So I also think too, like one of the most interesting games of this week too is your team because I I think Oregon. No, no, I think Oregon is no. probably done. I mean, they struggled uh, against Cal. Well, Cal is a decent squad, really. I mean, they're, they're one, one in five. They're <laughs> one in five, but they can play ball, right? Um, you know, I just so, I think they're going to lose one more game. I really do with the way they're playing right now, and it's unfortunate because I really want Oregon to do well. But with the way they're looking, like right now, they're dogs to UCLA this week. I mean, California really just they didn't they don't play bad. Like they lost by just a few points to every team. But um, oh, you're talking about Oregon's under uh to UCLA? Yeah, they're underdogs. I mean, this is a big game. This is a big, big game for Oregon. They have to be able to dominate UCLA, and if they do, I think they'll move up in the rankings and be proven. But you can't, like, you're right. You can't go into these OT games like losing to Stanford, which was a BS game. They should have won that. But winning by one touchdown again against Cal, dude. Like, yeah, Cal can play up, can show up and play, but you got to secure. You got the offense has to be more dominant. And I'm a little worried about that Oregon offense um, more than I am that defense. They got to be willing to produce, and you got you got two great running backs that complement each other very well: Travis Dye and uh, C.J. Verdell. And but like big time players, like Oregon, just I just don't see it. Like Ohio State, they use Chris Olave and they do like the deep ball, and they just got the true athleticism. Oregon is a great squad, but I just don't think Mario Cristobal is really aggressive like Ohio State is with that deep ball type of thing. So you don't Probably. see it as much. Another thing too is CJ Verdell is out. So yeah, I mean, he's hurt Oregon now. squad he's is hurt. just always banged up. Yeah. So I just don't see them having a simple chance. I think right now, if like I'm projecting, obviously, because the dogfight for the Big Ten, one of those teams is getting in somehow, probably as the number two team. So I think Georgia is the shoe in one. I, as much as I hate those Buckeyes, I think they're going to end up two because I think they're, they're the better team out of all those three out of Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State. I think they're going to survive that gauntlet and beat Iowa. So that's three. I think. Or um, that's two. I think three could be Oklahoma, but I don't want Oklahoma. In. I really do think Oklahoma is still going to lose two games, even though Caleb Williams looked fantastic. I just think it was just more of like, oh, new thing on the block. He looks pretty good. 
TCU didn't know what the offense was going to look like. I think when they play Oklahoma State and Baylor, they may have problems. I mean, even I mean, this sounds crazy, but maybe even Texas Tech. Seriously. Yeah. I'm serious. You, like they literally may have a good fight against Texas Tech. And even Oklahoma State, we're just like struggling to think like, you know, they got good defense. They still got to play all these good teams. Like I'm not sleeping on them to beat Iowa State as much, even though we all look at Iowa State as like the team that can't win the big one. But Iowa State beat them pretty well last year. So who, who knows? Even though they won in the Big 12 championship game, but it's still like oh, okay. shaky with that Oklahoma team. Oklahoma will leave, will lose one game. Whichever team has the best offense, they will lose too because that defense yeah. is awful. They can't make tackles. No. I think Cincinnati gets in. I think this is the year we get a non-power five team in. I think Cincinnati wins. Now, here's the here's the thing about four. And we already talked about Oklahoma. We talked about Oregon and their chances and everything else. What if like Wake Forest runs the table and ends up undefeated in the ACC? Like you got to put them in, right? Uh, why? Because there's one from there's it's a power from big. Every it's a power five. Yeah, it's a power five conference. They run the table as an undefeated team. Like even though it's Wake Forest, I get it. But like you end up beating Clemson and everyone else. I mean, well, let's let's look at let's look at history right because history does repeat itself to a certain extent Mm -hmm. we had teams that were we we said this all all the time like liberty and uh, it was like smu they were like undefeated teams and were most teams had um at least one hit loss handed to them and yet they were still ranked like 21 24 and it was just disrespect to their name simply put like just because they weren't the big time school it was a straight disrespect so are you gonna get a team like that, like the ACC, Wake Forest, if they wind up, keep on, like you said, run the table, beat Army, beat Duke, beat North Carolina, make it all the way to Boston College and beat them too. You know, mm-hmm. are they going to have a chance? And that's the thing with the college football is there's only four spots. That's all you get, four. And it's too competitive to just have four teams in there. You got right now more than halfway through the season, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11. 11 out of 25 teams completely uh, undefeated. And they're scattered all along the board of the top 25. Yeah, they really are. Scattered. Like, there's going to be a, there's going to be eventually a conversation to where we're going to be like, what about Coastal Carolina? And everyone's going to be like, oh, no. But like, exactly. I, I think you got to look at it from like, this way it's like yeah schedule matters but like i think this year more than not because all the teams have like weird losses you gotta look at who's been playing the best and who's been playing the worst right Uh i think that's gonna matter it's so hard to analyze that though because you got teams playing crappy teams like ohio state literally plays crappy teams there's another team that just plays not not soon though well, yeah, not soon until you got Penn State and, and you know, Michigan and those teams. I can't wait to watch November and just all those teams just pound each other. I That's going to yeah, be awesome be to good. watch. That is the best time of year, November, because that's where the yeah. season comes and you got all the scheduled good games. I'm kind of hoping – this is what I'm hoping for as, like, a gambler or whatever. I'm hoping that Michigan just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling all the way up till like – the Ohio State game, and they end up favored, and I just hammer Ohio State to win that game. Like, absolutely hammer them to win. 
Like Ohio that's what State. I'm kind of hoping. Yeah, because like I think Ohio State is still gonna boat race them, like no matter what. It's gonna be the same game I every think, single year. I think Ohio State has more of a chance of losing to Penn State than they, that do, than they do that team up north. Because yeah. when I when I'm telling you that game matters more than anything in the world of sports to every Buckeye that's been who who goes to that university. Dude, they put X's on the street signs that has anything with an M on it. So it says make left turn. That M has an, a red X on it. Like, that's how crazy they, they are. So if you're carrying that mindset throughout the whole, the whole university, you know that when that game comes, you cannot lose that game. You lose that game, it's like a death sentence to them. So that's why, like, I never like Michigan doesn't care enough to beat like they want to beat them, but they're not like, oh my god, this is everything. Where Ohio State's mindset is, this is everything. So if we don't beat this team, you know, our lives are pretty much over. So that's why I always like to take Ohio State in that game. But Penn State, you know, I have a feeling that Penn State always gives Ohio State, you know, a run for their money. It depends on if Sean Clifford is healthy or not. Well, that's, that's the big kicker for them. That's the big question. If he is in that game, you know, healthy, ready to go, then it could be pretty lethal. It could be a pretty lethal game. And if here's another thing, too, about like possibly with like the Big 12, say like Oklahoma loses to Oklahoma State twice and Oklahoma State runs the table, Oklahoma State has to be in then, too. So it's like I feel good about Cincy's chances this year than any other year. I'm just worried that like we're going to get some of these teams like these big name teams that are going to go on runs and we're going to be here questioning whether Cincinnati is better than them mm-hmm. because Cincinnati's light schedule like Notre Dame's a great win, but they're going to need Notre Dame to keep on rolling in order for that to be a eligible like win when you're comparing some of these schools to Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati has been a team that has been constantly growing i have seen no slowing down from them over the years ever since they got luke fickle they got an experienced head coach and a a very authentic energized coach and that's very Mm -hmm. healthy for these these student athletes who are literally 18 to 21 years old that's what they need and it's been proven like they're they're winning their games the defense is playing great the offense is being able to put points on the board and, you know, they seem dominant. So, and it's not like they're not playing good teams. Like they had their fourth game of the season was against Notre Dame at home. They wound up beating them 24 to 13. And let me ask you this. How do you beat Notre Dame at home? You have to literally play beyond better than you usually do pretty much because Notre Dame is always favored at home. So <laughs> that is a big big sign to me is saying okay they're, the they're the legit. uh the sideline judge has a uh license um uh driver's license that has a south bend address on it that's how <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so um yeah very interesting hudson is very high on michigan state for some reason i just can't see it like i i for just don't what, though? Uh, to make to win the big 10 what what yeah you have so many other teams that are much better than them. I know. And it's going to be interesting, too, because they play Michigan next week to where um, next weekend. I mean, we have a late weekend this weekend, too, which could end up crazy or could not. And we'll get into that. But next weekend, we got Penn State, Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan State. 
like that the gauntlet starts then like it's going to be awesome to watch those games yeah there's a lot of good games that's when it really gets good so let's let's just get in the upset games uh this week upset picks because like there's not really many uh big names to watch for this weekend it's kind of a light weekend again but um you know upsets can still happen so Hudson is going to pick Oklahoma State over Iowa State. Iowa State is catching seven points. So Oklahoma State is a seven-point dog, which is kind of uh, shocking, and he, does, he doesn't think it makes sense anyway. So um, what are your other picks? So, Anthony, I first, pick your upset. I first want to say that um, we went 2-1 and one this week. You had a good – or I know – Hudson won and I won, which was good. Oklahoma State and then Auburn. I got jobbed. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. I was on the um, right side. Let's just say that. <laughs> ah, who am I thinking this week? Who am I thinking? Who am I thinking? Who am I thinking? Um, you know, I really, uh, God, it's I don't know. It's an interesting week. I could see Wisconsin maybe upsetting Purdue. That could be mm. a big. That could be a uh, a win. Um, I don't want to say it. I really, really don't want to say it. But I think UCLA can beat Oregon. I really do. Yeah, I really yeah, do. It's I a hate weird line it. right now. I hate to say it. It makes me feel like awful, and like that would be one of my top picks. But um, Vegas uh, is telling you to pick UCLA in that game too. Dude, I'm, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be don't risky. Don't do it. I'm gonna go risky. I'm gonna be risky. I'm gonna go LSU over Ole Miss. Woo! That's risky, and and it's risky not for the fact that I don't I don't think that LSU can beat Ole Miss, but the fact that they gave so much in that Florida game that I don't know if they'll be ready for Ole Miss. You know what I mean? But now but with I'm, the Ed Orgeron news, like maybe they like, you know what? Let's go win one for the Gipper kind of mentality. I'm, I'm going LSU. Yeah, I'm going LSU. Just, just because I kind of like really, that pick. Yeah, I really, I'm really looking for a big upset in this game. Like, I, it's risky, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to be firm. Mississippi only nine and a half point favorites as of right now. Matt Corral is awesome, and the problem is all of his receivers are hurt, so that's why he's running the football a lot. You know he leads the SEC in rushing touchdowns? That's a QB. Crazy. <laughs> I know. No running back, no anyone. Yeah, over under for this game is 75.5. That is a ton of points. And both these teams do put up a lot of points on the board though. So you know definitely LSU's QB is a lefty. Max Johnson. Yes, sir. Lefty guy. I'll root for a lefty anytime I can. All right, so I am between two games right now, and I want—I kind of want to discuss these out loud with you. So these are the two that I'm thinking, and then I'm going to make my choice. So I'm thinking of possibly going with Clemson over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is three-point favorites right now. I just don't know with Pittsburgh, and I think Clemson's talent is still winning them ball games, even though they may not be, like, the best team right now. So it's either... Clemson over Pittsburgh, which is crazy that that's an upset pick for me. Like, if you told me that's an <laughs> upset pick crazy. at the start of the year, that's nuts. And then my second one that I'm muling over, um, Army over Wake Forest. Army's at home. 
Wake Forest is three-point favorites. I kind of like Wake Forest, but then again, once the triple option gets going, it's a thing of beauty to watch. I can't go with Army just because they're not a football school, and like they may carry the, the first half, but after the first half, they just start to fall apart, and I just cannot take them. So I think Wake Forest is a little bit more um, football oriented, which they can they can you know produce a lot more. Um, yeah, but they, like you know what Wake Forest like they're they're a pretty good ball club. Like I know the Wake Forest name is kind of weird, but as long as Army can keep that offense, like their offense is pretty good. They average like 400 yards a game. If Army can keep the offense off the field and like just keep running the ball with the triple option, they could have a shot. They almost well, beat Wisconsin. I like uh, um, I like your other pick, Clemson over Pittsburgh, um, because look, Clemson's not ranked. They're four or two, but they're Clemson. They yeah. understand football. They get it. So sooner or later, they're going to win a big time game, and this may be the one. So if I was you, I'd go more Clemson for this. Or do I just add both of them and just kind of roll the dice that way? It's upset well, picks. Well, if, if you're going both, I'm going to have to go. I really don't want to say it. I really, really don't want to do it. But don't I can do go, it. Don't. UC, UCLA don't over do it. Or even Wisconsin over Purdue. Seriously. But I'm well, Wisconsin over Purdue is Wisconsin over Purdue is an interesting one. Because Wisconsin is favored, but like Purdue is ranked. Yeah, but, I know. I just don't. I just. It doesn't make sense, Wisconsin. though. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. So Wisconsin favorited. So then, is it really considered an upset? I consider an upset being an unranked team beating a ranked team. Like, doesn't that right. make sense? Whether yeah, yeah you're yeah, not yeah. going by who's favorited. You're really going by who's the better team in the college football. Well, right? that's that's Hudson's mantra. Like he's going by that. By like what, who's about, favored, who's not. I think that's such a stupid way because then that's pretty much saying then why is Wisconsin not even ranked if they're going to be the top 25, you know, like think about no, it. Like yeah, that. sure. If, if Cincinnati played Alabama and Cincinnati's ranked higher, Alabama is going to be favored by like 17 points probably. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna like something LSU. ridiculous. Yeah, but like, I like the LSU pick. That's interesting. It's a bit risky because I think Matt Corral is going to be the Heisman winner at the end of the year, honestly. So it's an interesting I one. The, I think the week is enough time to prep for them. Um, I think yeah. coming off a big win against Florida is, is is critical. They know what they can do. I think it's just really being prepared to play Ole Miss and being confident and figure out their game plan early on to be able to win. Because I think LSU has the potential to win big-time games like they do, mm-hmm. whether they're unranked or not. Always got the hiccups. Bad, huh? I do. I do. <laughs> um, is there any other games you're looking on this schedule and you're like, huh, that's interesting or whatever? I mean, it's kind of a light week. so Yeah, no, I think everything looks good. I'm just going to go with my LSU. All right, you know what? I'm going to add both of them. It's going to be a double winner. I need to bounce back really badly because it's not been good uh, the past few weeks. Upset pick. So I'm going to go Clemson over Pittsburgh, and I'm going to go Army over Wake Forest. Let's do that. Okay. How's that? So Hudson's going to take the pokes as like a Vegas uh, upset. So Wait, who likes that one? Uh, o- Oklahoma State, because Oklahoma State is underdogs to uh, Iowa State, which is kind of interesting. That doesn't make any sense to me, though. No. He does like San Diego State over Air Force. He, you know why he, he's looking at these lines and being like, oh, under, there are underdogs. I'm going to pick them. Consider it up. So, but they're I don't hate not, it. though. 
Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Dude, it's off the well, rankings. So I'm literally looking at this right now and saying if Air yeah. Force is favored to win a, against a 22-ranked two, team, then Air Force should be ranked 21, no? Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Look, that's why I changed my Baylor pick because I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go with Tennessee because like, I was drinking the Tennessee juice a lot. So, you know, had too much orange Gatorade. Way but, too much. So we'll hammer him next week for that. So I'm going to go with Clemson as an upset pick. I mean, I still can't believe I'm saying that. Clemson. That so and, weird. I know, right? It sounds like we're in like the fifth dimension. Um, <laughs> Clemson and Army, you're going with LSU over Ole Miss. Is there any potential upset games you're seeing that could possibly happen? I don't think Nord. I think Notre Dame kills USC this week. And then I think. Pretty much across the board, I think it's going to be blowouts. But then again, we could have another one. I mean, people are probably going to be shocked that I am going to pick UCLA to beat Oregon. I just am. I'm just like going by how everything's going right now. And this is the game I told you that they could lose. But you know what? It it is what it is. I'm going with UCLA. Chip Kelly revenge game. You know when you get that gut feeling and you're like, I have a feeling, I have a feeling. Well, that's my gut feeling. But I'm not going to say it because you said it. Yeah, I just think it's going to happen. So it's unfortunate how it's going to go down. But um, well, let's yeah, take that's going to be the one. Let's take a look and see who Kansas is playing. Are playing this week? Oh, no. Are they playing? <laughs> Guess who they're know. playing. I don't know. Are they playing? You don't, don't know who can't. Oh, they're playing Oklahoma. That's right. So I'm going to go Kansas. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kansas over Oklahoma. I say oh Kansas puts up. I say Kansas puts up at least 17 points, though. I'll say that. All right, that's a good one. We'll start am there. Am I wrong for saying that? I could say. Yeah, I like that. Points. 17. Sure. I like it. Why not? Yeah. I'll take it. I love that. I'll, I'll take that too. If the, if I could bet on Kansas, Kansas over 17 and a half points, I like that. You know. I'll take so, it. So. I'll take it. Right. Next week, we're going to be like, oh, Kansas won, dude. Kansas won. That's just going to be like, the hell are you talking yeah. about? Kansas won 17 to 7. <laughs> if Kansas did win, though, I mean, like, we have to if go Kansas, crazy. If Kansas wins, West uh, Hudson literally has to, like, just burn all his Oklahoma stuff in the fire. And he has to repeat constantly that Oklahoma is the worst team in all college football. He, he, has, has, to, he has to sing. To it. He has to sing the Kansas fight song. Yeah. Do they even have a fight song? <laughs> well, of course. I mean, come on. They're Kansas. I mean, like, they're still a top school in basketball, so they got to have a fight yeah, song. Yeah, they're actually really good in basketball. All right. So what are you going to do? You're going to ride our picks? You're going to fade them? Who knows? And what are you going to do about your uh, upset picks? Let us know. So uh, go ahead, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports, follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros, and follow our website, BenchBrosSports.com, where we keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We also have other podcasts like the NFL Weekly Drive, Bench Bros Pick Show. Jordan's looking at an undefeated week right now, so uh, we're getting hot over there. So go ahead, listen to those shows, share them, like them, give us five stars, subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Do all those wonderful things keep the podcast brand going and uh yeah if you like this listen to us again so that is it um anthony any other thoughts 
Go Bucks, go Ducks. All right, and uh, I'm gonna say go Tigers and uh, go Black Knights. Is Army's thing like go? Oh, it's just go, go Army, Knights. right? They just go never Army. say go oh, Knights. Yeah. yeah, go Army, go Army, yeah. go Tigers. I like it. Their mascot is super weird, though. It's like a it's a jacked donkey. I think the wait Army's the Army. Yeah, a donkey. I thought it was like a guy with a sword. No, no, like in the logo Michigan that State. is, but like, but like, look at the look, like Google quick, like Army's mascot, and it's like a big, like donkey, muscular. It's weird mascot. looking. It's going to be on the upset uh, graphic though at the end of the week, so it's going to be looking really weird. Oh, it is, dude. It's so random. <laughs> donkey. Navy Jacked like ass. Navy's is like a friggin'. Like uh bull or something. I don't know. It's super weird. I love how but, everyone comes up to me and they go, they're like, What is a buckeye? Like, please Google it if you don't know. Well, what's a flyer is my like thing. Like, what well, the hell is a Philadelphia flyer? A flyer <laughs> is literally a puck with wings on it. That's what it is. <laughs> but I don't know how that came about though. I'm yeah, not so sure. Weird. Super weird. I think we talked about this on one of our old shows. Like whatever. Washington Capitol. Like that makes sense, dude. Like Capitol Hill, you know, Capitals, Washington, Capitals, Minnesota, yeah. Wild, Minnesota, the Wild, lots of, you know. I don't know what New York Rangers are. I don't know what that is. Uh, State Troopers, the Rangers. Really? That's a serious yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right? Oh, we're getting off. Let's end this show. All right. That's Anthony. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week. Hudson will be back. That's the show. We're out of here.